You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! You need to prepare yourselves. Barry? Episode of the legendary Flashing Arrows of Tomorrow, where each week Glenn and I sit down to discuss the DC triple shot on the CW. Hello. Uh, can you hear me, Glenn? Yeah, yeah. No, you just like you paused for a second. So. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not a quadruple shot. It could be, but it's not. I haven't been. I'm actually watching Supergirl the second season. I think they're on the second. They're on their third season, but I'm watching the second season slowly on. Mm. On Netflix, but uh, this show is going to remain at least a triple shot for sanity's sake. Uh, um, yeah, they especially also, with an arrow to Thursday, it's just too much. I yeah, I, it completely threw me off. They are still yeah, doing. You put yourself in a. We have a too tight of a like a, too tight of a bind for us to try and do an episode. Yeah, they are. It's so it's so weird that they. I didn't even realize they moved Arrow. Uh, it's so weird to do the first two episodes on Tuesday. And then have that blank spot on Wednesday. Yes, yeah, it is weird. Um, it's it threw me completely for a loop. I thought maybe it wasn't going to debut until next week, and then I noticed that it was going to be on Thursday instead. I wonder why they switched it with Riverdale. I wonder why they switched those days. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe Wednesday is a better day demographically. I actually have no idea why that doesn't make. Yeah, I'm just curious to me, but. I'm sure they. I'm sure they. They have some sort of statistical analysis that told them that Wednesday was more optimal for Riverdale. Uh, but yeah, all the shows are back for a brand new season. Let's hop into them, starting with the Flash. It's season four, episode one, called "The Flash Reborn." Uh, so it has been roughly six months since Barry went back into the Speed Force voluntarily, and Iris has been aiding Team Flash in Central City that time, but refusing to grieve for Barry. When, all of a sudden, a flying samurai with superpowers appears, uh, threatening the city if the uh, until the real Flash shows up to face him. Cisco reveals that he has formulated a way to bring back Barry without destabilizing the Speed Force. Well, that's good. Uh, and he tracks down Caitlin for help. Against Iris's direction, Team Flash successfully returns Barry, who appears rambling random statements and continually writing symbols on his walls. Wally engages the samurai, dresses the Flash, but is defeated. Cisco deciphers Barry's writings and finds an apparently meaningless sentence. In an attempt to recover Barry's memories, Iris gives herself up to the samurai. The plan works. Barry speeds away, rescuing Iris and defeating the samurai, who is revealed to in fact be a robot. Uh, Caitlin rejoins Team Flash, but is revealed to have been working for a mobster called Amunet, 
at the bar. Also revealing that she continues to have uh, to fight her Killer Frost personality from emerging. The Samuroid, as Sisko dubbed him, is revealed to have been controlled by a yet unidentified man whose plan was to draw out the Flash for his next scheme. Uh, what did you make of the season four uh, pilot episode? Well, this isn't a pilot episode. The, the season four episode, the Flash season Report. premiere. The premiere. That's the word I was looking for. Thanks, Glenn. Uh, I mean, they did things I liked, but they did they did the things that we always criticize Arrow for, and, and actually a lot of these shows for. Yeah, which is Barry becomes okay at the end of the episode, and everything's back to normal. Yeah, and it's like I, I really hate when they do these cliffhangers, and then everything gets settled, and it's okay, and we're gonna go into the next season on something. Like, then why did you even do the cliffhanger? Like, it's just a gigantic waste of time. Agreed. And you have and you have twenty two episodes. It's okay to string it out. You have twenty two episodes to deal with this. Oh, you don't yes. have to wrap it up in your premiere. I don't know. It was just like again, I, I expect it, so I'm not like necessarily gonna be too harsh about it. But it's just it's just things that just annoy me. You have twenty two of them. Use it up a little bit. Agreed. They, um, I mean, they kind of doubled down on this for me. I remember on the last episode we did many months ago uh, for the season finale episode of The Flash. I was like, you know what? We're probably gonna get you know uh, two episodes about them rescuing Barry from the Speed Force. They did it in one episode. Yeah, Cisco's just like it's been six months, and guess what? I think I found out a way to take him out without destabilizing it, and then he did it, and then Barry came back all jumbled up, and the solution was, well, I'll just put myself in trouble, says Iris, and it just snaps Barry out of it. So, they... <laughs> which is fine if I they guess. just didn't do it in an episode. Yeah, they did it in one. Episode. I rather have. I would have liked to have seen them do some more team building. Because even that was kind of fun, like, seeing how the dynamics were while he was gone and that kind of stuff. Like, what they do in Legends. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when they had him gone, the whole dynamics of the cast changed. Well, in a certain extent, you know. Yeah. Pecking order shifted slightly, you know, more towards White Canary. But, like, I wish they would have done something like that. So whenever Barry came back, the team would have been stronger. And maybe Barry would have had to find his place again. Mm. You know? But now it's like, oh, he's back. Oh, he's the fastest. Again, no one's ever been faster. He's super fast. <laughs> yes. Like, okay, now let's just make Kid Flash even less useful. But... Yeah, they... Uh, the guy... I mean, I'm okay with the bad guy being completely side story. That's fine. Yeah, they I do mean, they have... of the week frequently. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I like the characters in the, in the show, so Villain of the Week is A-okay with me. Yeah. Uh... So, any idea who the big bad guy is at the end? He seems uh, like the I should... thinker. I think is actually what they said. Okay, because he seems like an, he looked like an he looked like an important character, and they obviously they did one of those reveals like you know who this guy is, but I didn't. And all I could when I was looking at him, my first thought was like Brainiac is Brainiac a DC guy? Yeah, he, well, he's more Superman, but yeah. Yeah, like I was thinking like that maybe because of the the focus on his head. Yeah, but... that's weird because they kind of like made him look like how Brainiac would be because sometimes Brainiac's like kind of in a chair or mm -hmm. 
this kind of depends on this was my thought yeah when i saw him uh but i i I clearly don't think they're doing it i mean if they were i think more people would be freaking out or something because that's a bigger uh a bigger villain but yeah i don't think they're going in that direction i guess but they I, i certainly felt like the reveal was supposed to be one of those uh you should know who this is this is a big surprise reveal or something and um it really wasn't that big of a reveal for me so i don't know uh, no, that's fine. I mean, I know the big thing they said they were going to do is they were going to not have the big bad be another speedster, which is good. So happy yeah. about that. Yeah. So, so they wanted to they wanted to do something different and have it to be where Barry had to think his way through problems. Yeah. Instead of just running really fast, kind of like how the first season was like more problem solving, even though it was like going fast, but it was like different things you do with this power, like the lightning bolt and that kind of stuff. So it's nice that they've been listening to me for a change. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I hate, I hate the villains that are a mirror of the hero. So that's good. I'm happy. Uh, do you have any extra thoughts or would you like to give out the score? Well, your score for the flash reborn. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, like I said, it was kind of like, resetting the stage again you know we'll kind of see what caitlin i already like her more mm-hmm. with her i guess her dual personality of sorts yeah the but, jekyll and hyde thing yeah i kind of like that um i'm assuming they're bringing harry back from like harry earth 2 yeah i'm guessing presumably. it's coming back yeah um Unless they just make another Harry and kill him off. I mean, which I wouldn't have a problem with it. It's actually kind of a funny gag to keep doing. Have Tom Cavanaugh uh, come back as a different version of his character. Every yeah, just, like, just keep getting different Harrys. That'd be kind of funny. I agree. Uh, <laughs> I think that'd be great. Yeah, it's, you know, having the bad guy always be a speedster. That's different. This this could be played as a joke. That's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I really liked Cisco in this episode. I don't know, just like... But generally speaking, we like the cast, so it was kind of like nice to, oh, hey, you know, the whole gang's back together again. Like, that was kind of nice, but... Oh, they still have chemistry. That's good, yeah. Yeah, but it was, other than that, it was, you know, ho-hum, setting up for the next one. And my biggest problem is, like, now watching the show online versus uh, DVR mm-hmm. is uh, I hate that they show ads for the next episode during the during the episode. Oh, do they? Yeah, so That's like weird. So, oh, because you are know, seeing it later than when it airs. So yeah, so you're seeing like an it after it airs. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I feel like you should write a code to not do that. But it's like next episode of Flash. So it's like halfway through this episode, it's like, oh, Barry's got to find out what's on new with his suit, and it's like, what? Like, By the way, that I thought that episode looks awful based on the trailer. So we'll see. Yeah, probably. It looks not good, but we'll see. Uh, what would what would you give the episode then? Uh, like a three. Oh wow! I went I went slightly, ever so slightly higher. I gave it a three and a quarter. But yeah, I'm kind of there with you. It's a kind of an underwhelming return. Not a lot of particularly memorable moments, and the two, well, and the one big thing from last season they resolved in ten minutes this episode. Yeah. Yep. And then they created them for themselves a new problem, which they then fixed another ten minutes or so later. So, eh, not not particularly a big fan of that. But as you noted, yeah, we'll talk about it in the next episode too. Yeah, as noted, the cast is 
oh boy, do they ever do the same thing in the next in the next and, episode? And I was, and I'm going to sound like a huge hypocrite when we talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was okay. But by and large, it was it was okay. We still like yeah, the, it was cast fine. the characters, so we shall see. Uh, all right. Well, up next, it's season three, episode one of the Legends of Tomorrow, called Aruba Khan. We are history's last line of defense. But don't call us heroes. We are legends. I like the sound of that. I got this. There's a greater evil coming. Where do we start? I'm Julius Caesar of Rome. Knocked off one of your casinos in Vegas. We're bringing the circus to the circus. You guys are superheroes? We actually saved the world. Twice. Then why does it still suck? Come with us if you want to live. We are a team of misfits and outcasts. And you are one of us. Endless adventure. How exciting. Uh, In the altered Los Angeles where we left uh, the legends last, they encounter Rip Hunter, who reveals that he has created a time bureau to replace the time council. The bureau agents fix the anachronisms and restore Los Angeles to its previous condition. And Rip disbands the legends. Six months later, hey, this is a recurring theme, uh, (laughs) which is weird that in in Arrow they only did five months later. Which was weird. Uh, six months later... Well, they had to do it because in... Well, that's true. As a throwaway line, uh, Cisco talks about how he consulted with... Oliver. Mr. Terrific and Felicity oh, Terrific. on the project. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, six months later, the legends are living normal lives. Nostalgic for their previous adventures in Aruba. Mick... Uh, or They're nostalgic for their previous adventures. In Aruba, Mick captures Julius Caesar... And informs Sarah, who takes Ray and Nate on a quest to prove their worth to the Bureau of Time. Uh, after delivering the wrong man and being dismissed by Rip, the legends, joined by Jax and a reluctant Stein, steal the Wave Rider and capture the real Caesar. When Rip demands they deliver Caesar to the Bureau and let the, let the uh, Bureau fix this anachronism, the legends choose to return Caesar to 49 BC themselves. During the return, however, Caesar steals Nate's history book and uses this knowledge to ultimately conquer the world. The Bureau arrives and seizes the operation. During an excursion to retrieve the book, Agent Sharp is captured, forcing Rip to allow the Legends to fix the anachronism their way. Rip tells Sharp that the Legends can be useful in neutralizing malice. In Zambezi in 1942, a more powerful Amaya attacks a group of poachers who seek to harm her village. They just really skip over the fact that Rip let the Rip let the legends handle it their way, and they did. The end. Uh, what did you think of Aruba Khan, Glenn? Oh, I loved it. 
It's so um, much fun. Yeah, and I'm going to talk about how I was a hypocrite. So, you know, the first thing that happens... But again, they can explain it. It's part of the joke. Because he's like, we just saw you like 15 minutes ago. It's like, yeah, well, it was Time a couple thousand down. years for me. So, yeah. <laughs> been able to, you know, fixing the time. So it was just like, of course. I mean, of course. Like it was, you know, the way it ended, it was just like, how the hell are they going to be? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, that's clever. I get it. Mm-hmm. And it's this- not, it was nice to see him. So, like, hopefully we'll see him a couple of times in the show. But. I'm glad that he won't be a part of the main cast. Because mm-hmm. I liked him, but, you know, like we said, it was his arc is done. We don't... They don't need two captains. Yeah, the only thing is heads. if... Uh, I hope they can get the, the main uh, female bureau agent that was working with him that Mick was hitting on. Yeah. I could... I actually would wish she was into the cast... Because she, I don't know, she seems like she'll fit in well as the, like, no, we got to do it this way, you know, and make, you know, in a way that's now it's another team building exercise and then mm-hmm. we can have make it with somebody. Also, I mean, the joke that, what's it, oh, he's in Aruba and he's collecting a lot of STDs. And, yes. And beer bottles. <laughs> oh, we, we traced him with a lot of, um, like, minimal, you know, larceny and theft yes. <laughs> like oh yeah that's Mick. like it's just... oh there he is of, of course he would meet caesar on the beach and then put him in his bungalow <laughs> talk shit to him and then try to use a gold coin as a quarter for food at a vending machine like <laughs> yeah. I, I mean of course of course he would <laughs> super <laughs> mick um, so yeah yeah there's Great. they're totally guilty of doing the same thing that they did on the flash but i don't think it's i don't think it's hypocritical i think uh for you to enjoy this and not enjoy the other one because there is a difference because on the flash they just did it to do it to to explain it away i mean i guess you could argue that cisco does this stuff all the time so it does fit within the pre-established world of this show that cisco just fixes things but I don't know. That never. Sits I mean, as well it was like me. no. It was like uh, this is clever. Because the whole it's... ending was uh, supposed to be emotional manipulation. It'd be like kill a dog in a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just find like, oh, that was for no reason other than just to try and make you get sad. Yeah, this like, this this makes perfect sense within the world. The the whole time travel we saw you fifteen minutes ago. Yes, but you know, for time travel purposes, it's been like a thousand years for me. Uh, yeah, and it's played for laughs. I mean, that's that's a big is, yeah. part. Yes, this show takes itself way less seriously than Flash, which is funny because they just had a flying samurai robot on their show, which was ridiculous. <laughs> that show doesn't. That show is very comic booky. This show is even more so. It's ridiculous, but the cast is so good. Uh, I maintain that this is easily of the three shows the best all-around cast as far as uh, oh, yeah. characters go. It's just, there's a lot of, there's just a lot of great characters on the show. Um, I like that uh, they're, and they're, they all got stuck with crappy jobs except for Nate, who continued to be like a vigilante. He was kind mm-hmm. of like, he's kind of like the sidekick to Kid Flash, I guess. Like, there's a, there's a bit where he's helping Kid Flash, or he's, 
he's beating up a guy, but then Kid Flash comes in and takes care of everybody else for him. And he's like, man, I told you, just at least leave me one. Yeah. He's, he doesn't get any of the glory. Uh, Ray is stuck working uh, as a developer for uh, a crappy Tinder clone. Um, yeah, swipe which up. Just, which is so ridiculous. It's completely innovating. It's so ridiculous because, like, the whole reason it's like, well, yeah, I know you used to be Ray Palmer and you're like this genius or whatever, but then you sold your company to somebody who ruined it. So now you have to work at an app developer. Like, it doesn't make any sense, but they did. I, I just, the, the goofy logic uh, I enjoyed for, for some reason. And then he used it actually to help them capture Caesar. They're stupid yeah. swiping up or whatever it is. Um, which, by the way, I think is a thing on Instagram. So they, they may be shit out of luck when it comes to their swiping up option. Uh, and what was Sarah? Sarah was working retail, I think. Yeah, like a Bed Bath and Beyond. I actually didn't say what Jackson Stein. Were, I presume Stein went back to teaching or whatever, but yeah, maybe Jackson went back to school. I don't know. Well, he said he was in school, but he was going to drop out. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Um, and I guess we're going to get some more of this um, Amaya stuff. They kind of only, like, really quickly went to her, but I presume she will be rejoining the group eventually. Oh, she was, she was listed as part of the main cast. Yeah. Uh, do you think they're ever going to... Question, do you think they're ever going to make good on the whole hawk people thing? That they sort oh, the of... Thangarians? Yeah, that they sort of teased. Uh, maybe. I feel like maybe that's kind of just lost and forgotten. I I wonder if the I wonder if the people who played the Hawkman and Hawk is it Hawk Woman Hawk Girl Hawk Girl. Um, I wonder if the actors who played those characters have moved on to other things by now. Like, there's no chance of them coming back. I'm not. I'm actually not sure what they're up to, but I'll look it up while you're talking. They. Uh, <sighs> I kind of miss those characters. I know we talked about how it would be good to have change uh, on the ship, but this is now the second season with the same group. I don't feel like they're going to be doing much in the way of changing uh, them. In fact, they went to all this trouble just to put everybody back together again. I think we're going to be missing Rip, but he was missing for a big chunk of season two anyway, by and large. So, yeah. Uh... Mm, Hot girl just, hasn't been doing much. No, I kind of, I kind of just miss those characters. and wish they'd bring them back. Obviously, the door is open for them to come back. Um, I don't think they did anything particularly uh, final when it comes to them. So, uh, you know, hopefully, we'll we'll get a chance to see them again. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on the episode, or what would you give uh, a Rubicon? Uh, I mean, I'd probably give it like I don't know. Four and a half. Wow, that's a that's pretty high. Those are pretty high marks, sir. I mean, it was it was what you wanted it to be. Mm. They added things into it, so they did some world building, like the time bureau stuff. Like, oh, that'll be kind of fun because obviously, you know, kind of. Leave, I don't know if Darvel signed a similar contract to like Wentworth Miller did. Like, he'll just kind of show up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So, which is you know, it's fine. Like we said, we don't need him to be in the show all the time. Yeah. But it'll be nice to see him every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, holy shit. I just saw something. Wow. Of quality? Of newsworthiness? Yeah, 
Yeah, it's actually kind of cool. In relation to the DC shows? Yeah, yeah, it oh, okay. is. Joe Dante, you know who that is, right? Guy did Gremlins. No, I've never seen. I've never even seen Gremlins, but okay. Well, he did Gremlins and Small it. Soldiers, and you know, okay, yeah, I know what other those stuff are. like that. Yes, um, Explorers, but yeah, he directed an episode of uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, I saw his name, and I'm like, wait, Joe Dante, really? That's kind of cool. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I gave this a a solid four. A great episode, a good first start. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably overdoing it, but I think it was just same thing. Like, we're talking about with Flash. Like, it was really just nice to, like, ah, uh, I get to watch this show again with all these people that I like. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And uh, I wonder if they're going to have Gideon, you know, because they kind of hinted at it last season. I wonder if they're going to have her physically be in the show. Ah, yeah, they... Because um, yeah, they used her as the Tinder app. That's right, they did. Maybe, maybe they will. I don't maybe know. They should I don't know. Uh, that was the one thing that kind of one thing that bothered me because of you know kind of I don't know if it happened in the final se- final episode, but close to whenever they're like marooned and the ship's falling apart, and yeah. Arthur Darville goes into the system and he actually like meets Gideon and they make out or whatever. Um, you know, when he turned her into the training ship, like, I was generally kind of upset because it's like, yeah. oh, that's Gideon in there. That's like, which is funny that having just watched Blade Runner, uh, it'd be really similar <laughs> to something that happens in the Blade Runner 2049. Like, if if uh, Ryan Gosling did the same thing to his uh, hologram wife, I'm not spoiling anything. So, okay. you'll figure it out in 10 minutes into the movie. Uh, so... But it's just, uh, it was kind of weird that they that they would, uh, that they didn't harp on it, because I usually feel like they get that kind of stuff right. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's hop on over to Arrow, then. It's season six of Arrow, episode one, called Fallout. Now, I was running around the city during the day and managing it as mayor while running around at night frightening criminals as a vigilante that really would make me a superhero but I'm not I'm just the mayor thank you very much every time that I'm out there as the Green Arrow I'm a target of the threats that are out there and the threats that are undoubtedly coming any reservations concerns about what comes next I appreciate the meeting. I know that trust doesn't come easy, but you're the only person who can help. I am sorry, kid. Slay! Incredibly insightful evening. In flashbacks, 
Slade heads to the Argus ship alone while the others take refuge on the plane. Samantha runs off to find William with Thea following her. John's right pectoral muscles are injured while rescuing Felicity. Oliver finds Thea in critical condition and a dying Samantha asks him to look after William. Dinah and Quentin are attacked by Laurel, whom he shoots. She is later saved by an unknown man. In the present, Thea is still comatose, and William blames Oliver for Samantha's death. Laurel and her mercenary team attack the SCPD station. During another confrontation, John accidentally wounds Renee due to his injury. Determining Laurel will attack uh, City Hall next, Team Arrow sets a trap. However, Laurel's gang attacks the hideout instead, but are driven off by Team Arrow. Quinton's reluctance to harm Laurel further allows her to escape. Oliver arranges another hearing for Renee to reclaim his daughter. Curtis discovers that Laurel stole a prototype T-sphere. Slade tells Oliver that he's traveling to Calgary to find his son, advising him to choose between vigilantism and William. And Oliver and William reconcile slightly, even as pictures of Oliver wearing a green arrow suit leak to the media. A lot of stuff happened in this episode. Glenn, what did you think of Fallout? Uh, thought it was pretty good. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It was a got surprise. Some, yeah, got some Slade in there. I mean, he didn't really do much, but... No. Give some, you know, fatherly advice... Yeah, Oliver just, had to uh, learn to be a dad. Yeah. His son was having nightmares about the bad man, and when Oliver asked him who the bad man is, he'd point the finger at Oliver. Yeah. I was like, oh, geez, this is off to a rough start here with this kid, and it's been five months. Uh, but what you going to do? Um, I, I really found myself enjoying this episode quite a bit. I mean, there's some bits where... <laughs> Oh yeah, I actor mean, who plays definitely... some some acting bits don't really work for me. Renee continues to get on my nerves at times. Man, when he got shot off that bridge, I was like, "Oh, thank God, we're just gonna nip this in the butt now." Lots of, by the way, I should know, lots of really cool looking action in this episode. Yeah, I mean, it really did feel like the first couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of like really cool, like Oliver, like coming out of the water. Doing mm -hmm. cool superhero landing that that shit where he saved Renee off the falling off the bridge that was all really cool stuff. But you know, like that end where he the 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 last scene with him and Renee where he gives uses his mayoral powers to give him another hearing to to get custody of his daughter back, and he just just really poorly delivers the lines of "Wow, thanks, Oliver, I owe you one," and then he hugs him. It's just awful. Uh, but uh, yeah, and you know what? I think I'm maybe over the uh, the allicity thing. Like they're once again doing the they're getting back together shit, which I feel like we've done every season now. This is like the the 6.0 attempt at putting them together again or whatever. They had their chance. They they've blown it as far as I'm concerned. But I'm I'm past caring about it that much. So. I've I've sort of I sort of moved on. Um, you know who they don't mention here in this paragraph. I don't think we ever caught the name, but the the guy with the hair 
at the beginning, like the super mustache twirly villain guy who's <laughs> I, I just love how comic booky the beginning of this episode was where he gets onto this boat and he pins this dude to the hull of his ship with the uh, Oliver does with these arrows. Yep. And he's like, I'm still going to be launching the missile at the city, Oliver. And he, or Green Arrow, whatever the fuck he calls him. And he, just all of that stuff was like very comic booky. I don't like that guy. I don't know who he is. I don't know if he's playing some sort yeah, of. Yeah, I character. liked it, but he gets out of the police department with his little makeshift bomb. Yeah, yeah. And he was joking with the detective who came in to question him or whatever. Yeah, I like that he, guy. He's like, Where'd you get the muscle? And he's like, Oh, you know, I do a lot of kettlebells. She's like, he reminded no, I'm talking me of, about the hired um, work. What's that guy's name? From Roseanne? Oh. No, no, no. He looked like... Uh... <laughs> I want to say it's... Is his name Peter Sarsgaard? Yeah, uh, Peter Sarsgaard. Yeah, yeah. That's who he reminded me of. And I was like, oh, that would be cool if it was him. I mean, I knew it wasn't, but... I was like, oh, it would be kind of cool if that was him. But he'd like to look just like him if you look him up. <laughs> Uh, it does kind of look like Peter Sarsgaard, although this would be like uh, Sarsgaard going from like uh, big movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was saying, like, I knew it wasn't him. It was just on the TV. Yeah, the only the only person who's getting movie stars onto his TV shows is uh, Seth MacFarlane. He's had uh, Charlize Theron and uh, uh, God, what's his name? How can I? Liam Neeson. He's had Liam Neeson on his show as well. But uh, yeah, no, no big movie stars. I don't think for. Uh, for this show, but I uh, didn't need him. Didn't need him, Glenn. I thought this was still a, a pretty good episode. No, it was good. I mean, even like you know, I generally hate the whole oh, let's add sons into this and whatnot. You There's know, a give, lot of that. give the give the cat a kiss, a kid. Give the cast a kid, like yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. I hate that. But uh, I don't know. I mean, like they maybe they might handle it appropriately. Yeah, like how the kid has like. PTSD from having a dad who's like a vigilante who took him to an, you know, had to, was kidnapped because of who his dad was, and then the island that his mom was on blew up and she's dead. Like, I could see how this would fuck up a kid. Meanwhile, guys like Oliver and, and, and people like Felicity and. Uh, I mean, even Diggle was everybody kind on of the... screwed up. I like the stuff with Diggle, too. Yeah. Like, uh, he I mean, had kind of, of fallen the... off to the side, but even like his fight scene in the bunker. Mm-hmm. He's, but he's like missing all his shots and he just like tries to fight him off. That's pretty yeah. good. I mean, most of the people on the team though are kind of, this is just like normal life for them. They're not really bugged by, it. you know, Felicity and Oliver were working on plans to, you know, can I come over? We can have a dinner or something. And, you know, but yeah. to like this kid, it's like, this is, does anybody not know how fucked up this all is right now? Yeah. Uh, I hope they play into that. This show has a history of, of not doing the things that make some sense, though, when it comes yep. to when it comes to long term character building. So we shall see. I don't know. Um, any other thoughts on the episode, or do you want to drop a score on Fallout? Uh, like uh, three and three, three and three fourths. I'll say it. it was it was actually a pretty good episode. Uh, yeah, I gave it a I gave it a three and a half. It was really good. Uh, I was very pleased to see Arrow kick off on a positive note. We'll see how long. It actually stays. It, we, as we were talking about off air, the show has burned us in the past. Yeah, yeah. So it's we're we're not immediately tempted to uh, to jump back into its arms, but this is a good this is a good start. We've seen good starts before, though. I think uh, was it season 
four was maybe off to like a good start or something. When we first started this this podcast and talking about Arrow, I feel like it was off to like a good start and then it sort of slid downhill. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, all right. So before taking off, it's time to thank sponsors this week. It's the good people of Think Geek. Uh, do your Think Geek shopping, cinemageekly.com slash thinkgeek, or click the Think Geek link at the top of the page on cinemageekly.com. How about a wonderful DC-themed item, Glenn? I am looking at a Bruce Wayne smoking jacket robe. This is ridiculous. I think it actually turns inside out and has the Batman logo on the back, and it has a hood that flips up into a cowl. Hmm. But if you flip it around, it has the Wayne Enterprises logo I believe. Oh, that's pretty cool. So it is a robe as Wayne Enterprises or reversible into this uh, Batman type deal as well. Uh, Twenty one ninety nine. It's it's I would say a steal, uh, Glenn. But it, look, if DC things are not your thing, uh, Think Geek's got stuff for everybody. Marvel, Star Wars, Star Trek, DC. It's all there. Uh, do your shopping with Think Geek using our link cinemageekly.com slash thinkgeek. Uh, I think that's it for the episode. How's it feel to be back? How's it feel to be back watching these DC shows, Glenn? Are you excited for uh, 24 uh, more episodes of this? Well, at least yeah. when it comes to Flash and Arrow, I think Legends is going to be a shorter season as per usual. I don't think they. Yeah, I don't think they're giving them a full, but... Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, like I said, for the most part, they're off to the... You know, right foot. I mean, the yeah. only thing I would say is, you know, it was, I thought Flash was probably, well, we already rated it. It was definitely the weakest, but, you know, mm-hmm. they were three for three-ish. It's rare that Flash is usually the weak one, but. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Well, I would be super surprised if Legends was the worst of the three one week. That'd be. I don't even know if that's happening. Either, either they would all be, yeah. They either the other two just got significantly better, or yeah, Legend just was bad, absolutely terrible. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, so head on over to cinemaweekly.com, check out the archives of the show, and find us on iTunes and Google Play Music. Just search for Flashing Arrow and hit the subscribe button. We will return next week with more The Flash season four, episode two called Mixed Signals, Season 3 of Legends of Tomorrow, Episode 2 called Freak Show, and Season 6, Episode 2 of Arrow called Tribute. Tribute.